Welcome to the Face for Radio podcast. Getting real, too real, with radio's finest. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Face for Radio podcast. My name is Chachi. I am your host. And this really, I don't know, is, could we call this the, the first episode? I'm not entirely sure. This is more of like the trailer to the Face for Radio podcast. I'm here with my partner in crime in the Downs Attic studio, named after Ryan Puff Downs. So I'm not even worth an episode. I'm worth a trailer. Yes, you're awesome. the trailer. Awesome. Good. Good to know. I'm worth something. I well, I mean, you're welcome for using all of my equipment, Chachi. <laughs> I really like the setup that you have in your attic. This is really good. I've been following you. Congratulations on your podcast, too. Thank you. The Puff and Steph podcast. Uh, us being two uh, cumulus castaways have uh, found our our own uh, island, and it happens to be in an attic. So I appreciate your uh, using all of your equipment for the podcast. Also, thank my wife, because it's mostly her attic. <laughs> so I, I took over her space, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, thank you to uh, Mrs. Downs. Um, the The... What I was thinking about for this podcast, and you had even asked me before we even started, uh, you were like, if you could do any kind of show, what would it be? And I, I was like, well, I need to take some time and think about that. Because, you know, when you come to a podcast, you're not going to be playing music. It's going to be all talk. So you think about what kind of things you want to talk about. And some of my favorite moments in radio is talking to fellow radio people. Yeah, being a radio nerd. Exactly. Just the stuff that happens behind the mic. So uh, I've got some interviews set up, but uh, I, I understand like getting podcasts up on all the multiple platforms, you got to have something right away. Yeah, you got to put something up and then it takes a, a few days to get kind of approved for all the podcast sites. Uh, I went through it, put up like a little seven minute podcast and it was just, it was nothing but, you know, but when we had our launch date, mm -hmm. we were up on all of them ready to go. So we're going to be launching on uh 11, 13. When I say we, it's me and the mouse in my pocket. Right. It's my, it's, it's my podcast, but, um, uh, but thanks again Absolutely. for everything that you've been doing so far on your podcast has been really great. Been following along, uh, check them out wherever you get your podcast, the Puff and Steph podcast. So on for face for radio. And that's always been the running joke about people in radio Ugh, is I hate that. The, I hate the, that. The face for radio. Not only do I hate that, right? I hate the hey, you got a face for radio. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the the good looking radio people yeah. who go, you know, that face radio thing is just a myth. And you're like, shut up, good looking radio person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. yeah. just shut up. Right. You're like, oh, okay, you came to radio's age whenever you had to have a face. Right. Social media was a thing when you started. Sure. You know, the whole reason that I got into radio is that I wanted to be anonymous, but also famous. Right. So I wanted to be able to walk through the grocery store. No one know who the hell I am. But then I could like throw it right in their face and be like, oh, yeah, I'm Chachi. I was on the radio. And yeah. Like, Whoa, that's you? Yeah, I also, I wanted to wear sweatpants to work. Yeah. Gym shorts. Yeah, that is really, really awesome. Now I'm looking for real jobs, and it's like, what do you mean? I got to wear, like, like, pants? Like, real pants? I was at Costco yesterday, and there was a guy trying on pants in the middle of the store. I was like, that's what I need to do. Not all heroes wear capes, <laughs> <laughs> Not Not all heroes wear pants. It's very true. <laughs> 
So the uh, the idea that I had for the Face for Radio podcast, talking about radio, talking about radio stuff with radio people. So let's start with you. Let's just do. There's a couple segments that I want to do sure. during the show. One of which is naming rights. So why don't you tell the story about how you can, how you got DJ Puff? Oh my God, it's so boring. That's the that's the thing. Like, because when I moved uh, to Central PA, I was just Ryan. I was Ryan when I worked in radio in Buffalo. Yeah. And they moved here and like, you can't be Ryan. And I said, why? They're like, because Ryan's boring. I was like, all right, well, my mom would disagree, but okay. <laughs> so uh, I, honestly, they said, come up with a list of names. And my boss at the time, Lucas, would come up with a list of names. And we'll see which ones we like. So I came up with like Carson and Caden and Spike and... I, it was all like one name names. You couldn't be like Carson Daly. You right. could just be Carson. Right. Right. And and I had Puffy on my list, and my boss had Puff on his list. It was the only the only two names that were even remotely close. Mm-hmm. So I went, oh, I like Puff. You know, at the time we were a hip hop station. Puff's a hip hop name, kind of fit. Not because I smoked, but because you know it looks like somebody blew me up like a balloon. Um, yeah, we went with Puff. Yeah. So you started in Buffalo. Yeah. So why radio? Honestly, because of the sweatpants? Yeah, I have a lot to do with it. No, um, when I was in high school, I did an internship, and I hated it in radio. Like, I did it for Clear Channel, you know, at that time. Yeah. And they treated me like garbage. I used to drive an hour one way to work for free in oh, yeah. high school. And they were like, can I see the studio? And at the time, I, did, I was so green, obviously. I didn't know that their entire lineup on their CHR station was syndicated. So oh I'm like, my. can I check, can I meet Valentine in the morning? And stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And, and and they're like, no, he's not around. They lied to me, right? They didn't even tell you that no. he... No, hmm. no. So my experience there was really bad, and I didn't uh, want to do radio when I got into college. I was like, I, I wanted, my college had like a sports management thing. I wanted to do like sports marketing, sports promotions. So I had an internship opportunity my sophomore year with the Buffalo Sabres hockey team. Yeah. And went in for an interview, thought I killed it, didn't get the job. But I needed an internship that semester. And my internship coordinator was like, hey, you have to do an internship. We're already three weeks into the semester. You need to get this done. You have to do radio. They're always looking for free labor. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do radio. Radio sucks because my only one experience right. was at that station that treated me like garbage. And it was all syndicated. Yeah. So you didn't even get to meet anybody that I, was really I got on the to air. meet uh, like the, some of the AM talk guys because the big station in that building was an AM talk station. Got it. And they were nice. I mean, people didn't treat me bad per se. They just didn't let me do anything fun. Right. So I thought radio was all putting stickers on CDs and stuffing prize bags. And rolling up posters. Yeah, that's all I thought it was. Yeah. So I go in and I meet some guys who would like change my life forever. Uh, there was three guys in particular. Uh, one is Matt Warren, Matt Steele. He owns and operates Gorilla Sound, uh, which is probably the best imaging service in the country for radio stations right now. Gorilla Sound. Gorilla Sound. He's so good. I met another guy at the time. His name was AJ Hammer. He now goes by Austin. He's in Tulsa. He's just one of the like one of those guys that has a million ideas, and like ninety eight percent of them are awful. Yeah. But that two percent are brilliant, right? <laughs> okay. So I learned a lot of like it's okay to fail from him. Yeah. But one of the main guys that I used to sit down and talk to for hours was a guy named Phil Becker, and Phil Becker is now I believe the vice president of programming for Alpha Media. 
Oh, wow. He is a super high up guy, easily the smartest guy in radio, probably in the country. Um, between him and Matt Warren, those two guys are the pretty much who I attribute my success to. Matt is actually the reason why I'm down here in Pennsylvania. He moved from Buffalo down to Harrisburg, yep. needed a third person on his morning show, fought for me to come down here. I came down here, and I've been here for 15 years. So did you uh, mobile DJ while you were in college? Yeah, a little bit. A friend of mine uh, in high school, he was in a band, so he had all this sound equipment. And he was like, hey, somebody asked us to DJ a wedding because I had sound equipment. And I was like, what'd you tell him? I told him we could. All right. So Take our, the gig. Yeah. So our first, my first <laughs> wedding I ever did was with two like Sony Discmans. Yeah. Plugged into like a powered <laughs> mixer that a band would use. Uh huh. There was no mixing. It was just fading one thing into another. It, it went well. We made 300 bucks. Nice. Yeah. And I'll then that, that just took off your, the, the mobile DJing? He started a company called Rocket Sound. I worked for him with him for maybe six months and then I went away to college. And then in college, you know, college is a good time to reinvent yourself. Yeah. So I reinvented myself as a DJ before I had any business calling myself one. Yeah. So when I got into college, I bought all this DJ equipment and I was like, yeah, no, I totally I DJ and I fake it till I make it. Uh huh. Before I knew it, I was 19 years old in clubs. No business DJing in clubs, but I'd learned from some amazing DJs along the way who were kind enough not to, you know, kick me out of the DJ booth. Well, if you've got the equipment, typically, DJs are just like, well, you got the equipment. Yeah. It's not like you're just, you know, farting around. So I spent my uh, college years between the radio station and clubs. Very rarely did I go to class. But the, the uh, did you the, graduate? I did not. I actually left school uh, fall semester senior year to come down here and do radio. Because, mm. you know, in radio, strike when the iron's hot. Yeah. And I was going nowhere in the stations in Buffalo. The guys had been there for 15 or 20 years. They weren't leaving. Yeah. They were all super popular. So I'm like, I'm never going to be full-time there unless I want to do sales or something, which I didn't want to do. So I'm like, all right, let's go down here and see what happens. And like I said, I was, I came down here and I did mornings. I what did year nights. was that? 2004, I moved down here. 2004. Yeah. So 2004, I moved down here, started doing third person in the morning show, moved to nights. What uh, what what frequency were you on? 92.1. 92.1. Yeah. Okay. We were WWKL, Hot 92, the beat of Harrisburg, hip-hop oh, station. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like third person. I would do comedy writing, and I'd go do on the street bits, yep. things like that. And then uh, they moved me to nights, and I did six to ten at night and did stuff on the morning show. Uh, and, and this is before voice tracking? Yeah, well, no, voice tracking existed, just not really. It wasn't really prevalent in that in Cumulus, in that company right there. So for those that are listening that you don't understand what voice tracking is, that makes, basically means you just tape your show ahead of time. Right. So you get paid for an hour worth of work, but you're there for four hours. Dude. Yeah, no, it was a live night show. It was great. I had a yeah. blast. I oh, really, I, I cut my teeth uh, heavy mm -hmm. with that show. Um, the night I, show is where morning people... Like our bread, yeah. Because you start, you start working phones. Yeah. You start doing some comedy stuff. It's not a drive. It's more right. or less a the party at night. Yeah, I did. I did parodies and games and interaction. I it was it was a lot of fun. I had, yeah. I had it was probably the time in my life in radio because there were really no restrictions on me. They just said 
go do a good show. Right. And they let me learn. They left me alone, which mm. is shocking. That's, a, that's very similar to what, what happened to me in Pittsburgh. Because I was doing the 7 to Midnight on the Froggy Network over there. And they left me alone. I was like, they, they barely had any air checks. And air checks is when you sit down with your boss and he listens to your show and he like critiques you. I barely had any of those. I don't think just, I had one. They just let you go. I figure it out. Every get, once get the in a reps. while, I'd have one. Um, but those only last, I think, maybe a couple, like once or twice a month for two or three months, and then they stopped. Right. Um, and then I got moved back to mornings to host, to co-host second chair with the guy who brought me down here, Matt. And then a few months after that, he left to go down to Atlanta to take a job in radio, but off air. And I took over the morning show at 24. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, which was a big deal. Yeah. At Uh, 24. Yeah. But like most things in that building, I was there for probationary period. They're like, here's your probationary period. Yeah. Six months, two books, blah, blah, blah. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, no, we did a good job. I want to hear more about the comedy stuff that you wrote for the morning show. Any bits that like stand out? We did a lot of... um, Or or the on the man or on the street kind of guy. Yeah, we did a lot of stuff on the street um, that we rolled over from our Buffalo show. Matt and I, yeah, we did uh, in Buffalo. We did intern in a dumpster, intern in a trunk. So I'd be in a trunk, and they give away clues first person to find me one tickets. Same with the dumpster. Yeah, uh, we did the tour to Harrisburg, which was very interesting. We went from the radio station to the Colonial Park Mall. Okay, so we would go, and it wasn't like I couldn't take back roads. I'd take main roads. So I went Progress to Twenty Two. Okay, so the kind of the long way, really. Yeah, but I did it all on a little pink bicycle. Yeah. So the uh, as almost almost when I got to the the cross section of progress in twenty two, I popped both my tires. <laughs> so so because there's somebody my size was not meant to be on that bicycle, <laughs> right? And it was like oh my god! And then finally, just, right? Uh, I ended up getting them filled up it like a Meineke. Yeah, it was right, right there in the corner, and just kept going, just kept going, and people would like. Like there's these giant hills I couldn't I couldn't pedal up. So Were you I, I on a up. cell phone? Yeah, they yeah. kept calling me uh, throughout the morning. I had to up this big hill. I had I couldn't pedal. Yeah, because so your knees are hitting right. The I pick bars. up the bike and I start walking up the hill, and people are calling and telling on me <laughs> that oh he's he's walking up the hill. He's not even riding the bike. Right, I couldn't like I logistically could not. I, I had heard of a promotion like that before, and I I think it was in Pittsburgh. And I, I don't know what they were promoting or what it was, but a stunt was that they were going to, the, the afternoon guy was going to be hitting a golf ball, putting a golf ball, like as, uh, like from, say, I don't know what, what it would be here. It would be like from Harrisburg to Hershey. He was, right. he was putting a, a golf ball, like the longest distance, like way too long. You should be putting. Right. Because it was just like after a while, it's just like hit it and like get in the car <laughs> and just like drive up to it because it was just so long. But um, those those little stunts that you do for the morning show, those are like that's just what what makes the show. Yeah, we, we did a bunch of stuff like that when. When I was uh, in kind of that third chair, man on the street, I got kicked out of a bunch of malls. Uh, I'd dress up like things, and people had to go find me. Yeah. It just, it was fun for a while, but I, I don't want to say I grew out of it, but it was time. It was time to move on. And it was almost kind of perfect the way everything fell into place. A lot of this business is timing. 
being at the right place at the right time Certainly. and being prepared for that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And when it came time for me to take over the show, it was just it was time. It was either it was either take over the show or probably move at that point. At, at 24. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I'd already been there for 3 years. Yeah. Like working my way up and down and back up and like I, I was doing everything I could. I was DJing in clubs, I was working promotions, I worked part-time at a video game store. I did so many things just to try to survive and it was either like you know, pee or get off the pot mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. The um the two jobs that I got right off the bat out of college, the the morning guy uh, he was just the board op for uh, Bob and Sherry, which is out of Charlotte. I think it was like the like the Link was the name of the station down in Charlotte. So Bob and Sherry is a syndicated morning show. He was the board op for that, and then you got a nine to noon midday shift. And I that morning guy went nuts, and the oh. program director for the station called me. And was like, hey, can you come in tomorrow morning uh, or come in this morning? <laughs> uh, he just went nuts and he's, he just left. He just walked out. So I, I think she may have called me because he was sick. So I filled in for a week because he was sick, quote unquote right. sick. And then he went nuts whenever he came back. And I took that job and uh, I kept that for about a year and a half. And then I really wanted to be on the air because they went from uh, 100.5 Womp FM, which was like kind of, kind of like Wink. You know what I mean? They would play Bon Jovi, like, so but like, it would also play maybe like Kelly Clarkson. So like or, a hot AC type it, thing? Yes. Yeah, it was it was it was actually mirrored after Wink because we had a Tukey bird. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we um uh I worked there and then they flipped to a jack format. So there's no jocks on a jack. Uh, so I was doing like production. I was the uh the the host for Working Women's Wednesdays out at the bars. So I wanted to be on the air, so the, the the parent company had the Froggy Stations in Pittsburgh. So I was like, I, you know, can I work part time? They were like, yeah, come up and do a Sunday shift. Right. So I started doing the Sunday shift, working six days a week now or seven days a week now, and uh, you know, the the night guy went nuts and quit and walked away. And they called me that afternoon. Hey, the the night guy quit you want you want this job you know one of the biggest regrets i've ever had was not going and doing a weekend shift at a big market uh i had an opportunity to go one of the best stations in the country uh for chr and chr rhythmic was wired 96.5 in philly yeah for years it was it was awesome and uh the guy who was running it at the time dan hunt awesome radio guy uh offered me to come and do weekends and I was like, dude, I can't. I DJ every weekend. Yeah. Like I, uh, every weekend I'm at a bar. And, and every, because fr- this is when I was doing clubs. So every weekend I was there Friday, Saturday, DJing, just mm-hmm. making great money, cash of on the course. weekend. I'm like, it's hard dude, to walk I can't. away from that. I can't because I'm going to be too tired from the Friday night before or the Saturday night before. And then I got to DJ that Saturday if it's a Saturday during the day. I'm like, I can't do it. I wish I could, but I can't. I turned it down. And that is one of my bigger radio regrets was not doing a Sunday. Even I was doing mornings, doing mornings at a, you know, mid, mid, medium market station. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But I could have gone to Philly. You know what I mean? Like right. top 10 market and been on the weekends. Who knows if I would have been able to, to slide into that one of those spots like you did. Yeah. that's that's. Is there any other uh, jumps that you could have made that you're like, ah, 
Maybe uh, I should have. Maybe yeah. I should have struck while the iron was hot there. Well, it, regret's a weird word to throw around. I regret not doing weekends at Wired. Yeah. I don't regret this next thing, but I do. I do actually wonder what if. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was WGFX in Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, Hot 107.9. Hot 107.9 in, in Fort Wayne. I don't know what it is now, but it used to be like a breeding ground for major market stations. They would, they, it was like almost a AAA affiliate. Yeah. Like they would pick from these from this these talent and the talent was run by the guy i talked about before phil becker yeah that was his station he was part owner of that uh he just just bred just thoroughbred radio people isn't it isn't radio just so insensuous insensual what's the word i'm looking for um i'm from west virginia i should know the word incestuous yes uh yeah it it very much is and it's very um everybody knows everybody it, and this it, guy yeah. worked for this guy and this girl and, and yeah and everyone's kind of connected yeah nepotism's way. real mm. in, in radio for sure um and i've been fortunate enough to be under a lot of really good people in my time and phil was one of them and he he was like, Hey, I want you to come and do nights. He flew me out there. I saw station was amazing, privately owned just, and they paid, I mean, it wasn't amazing money, but for what it was in Fort Wayne, Indiana, it was good money. Yeah. I turned him down. I said, no, I, I met a girl out here. We've been dating for a while now and I want to see where things are going to go. And he said, okay, two months later, he calls me back. How about mornings? And I'm like, Oh no, (laughs) really? He's like, yeah, our morning guy's leaving. Because now this is like this is like that guy that's been grinding it out at uh, the York Revolution right. gets a call to go and play AAA mm-hmm. for the 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 AAA affiliate for you know the Pirates and nobody's a lifer at that station in Fort Wayne. It was always like you either got out of radio or you went major market. Right. Oh, um, there's guys all over the country who spent some time in at, Fort Wayne. In Fort Wayne at mm. that at that particular station. Yeah, I never knew that. And. Uh, I had an opportunity to go there and do mornings, and I turned it down um, because I met who was going to be my wife. Yeah. So regret is not there. Right. But the you know the the wonder you know what if I did that the missed opportunity, and in a way, but again met my wife. So yeah, it's 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 hard to equate the two it, because it all comes out in the wash. I thought of that too. You know, recently the the position is eliminated, and I actually reached out to our bosses. I know this is going to make you puke. But I, I, I basically thanked them for hiring some guy from Parkersburg, West Virginia. You know, uh, that's where I was working at the time. Right. Making 24K a year, lying to my parents that I was making 30, just so they would, you know, at least green light the, the move to such a small market. It was like market like 259 because right. I left radio for a year and I was like, ah, I made a huge mistake. I got to go back. So to go back, you got to take a huge step back. And I went to Parkersburg, and our bosses here in Harrisburg took a risk on me. And I was like, dude, everything good and awesome and pure in my life is because sure. these guys hired me. Yeah. With it, having, a, having a wonderful wife, two kids. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. It's it's It doesn't make me puke because I sent a similar message, not to both of our bosses, but to one of one of our bosses. Yeah. And just said, hey, thanks for taking a chance on me all those years ago. Because they did, right? And it's the same way. Like if if I'd ne- if they'd never hired me, my uh, 
my I, I would never have met my wife. Yep. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now. So and it's, your two dogs. And my two dogs, who one of them are you throwing out? No, okay, you're fine. No. Um, so I, I I'm not I'm not mad that you sent that. I, I sent a similar text message, not to both of them. Right. But to one of them. Yeah. Um, well, again, this is uh, our our initial uh, Face for Radio podcast trailer. Just to, so we have some audio to get it up there on all of the platforms. Uh, definitely available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and these are the types of conversations that I plan on having. Just talking radio with radio people, uh, how they uh, their career started, how they got their name, um, what crazy stories happen whenever the on-air light goes off. So uh, thanks for letting me do this, uh, Mr. Puff. Absolutely. And um, I, I think I need to attend to your dogs now because they've just been humping my leg the entire time we've been talking. It's hard for me to focus on all this uh, all this buffalo talk. They're just taking after their daddy. <laughs> That's why I don't have many guests. <laughs> so uh, the official podcast will launch on 1113 uh, my first guest is going to be uh, a Pittsburgh legend. I'll uh, be revealing more as we go along. And then uh, my second guest is already booked, uh, a legend in the upper Ohio Valley. So that is uh, parts of Pennsylvania, but mostly West Virginia and uh, southeastern Ohio. So uh, looking forward to both of those interviews. And uh, I'll be sharing everything, of course, over on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So make sure you're following us over there. Again, my name is Chachi. This is the Face for Radio podcast. And we are live from the Ryan Downs Attic Studio. Thanks again, man. Absolutely. And uh, check out Puff on his podcast, the Puff and Steph podcast. <laughs>